You know, one of the things you hear the most as you have kids and maybe you talk to folks that have raised kids, their kids are out of the house is they will tell you, enjoy every moment. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure for a young, a young parent. <laughs> How am I supposed to enjoy every moment? Uh, sometimes it can feel like, uh, you, it feels like when you get angry or something that you're not enjoying the moments, right. Or that, or you're missing them. If you're yeah, not somehow like, you've, you're failing because you're not <laughs> capturing every moment. So maybe there's this angst around, I have to soak every, uh, you know, every little memory out of these every little single second child's of life, life <laughs> or I've somehow missed the moment. And so we've, we're going to talk about that specifically today. We, we, we tell, and we still want to say this, enjoy your children, enjoy every moment. But yeah. specifically, what are some very tangible things we can do as parents to enjoy the moments that we get with our children. So we'll talk about that on the other side. Well, there's one distinctive that I think we forgot to mention on the first side. Yeah. The other side, which is the other side. Um, we have to be careful with this idea of enjoying our children because it can, again, there's it, there's a huge spectrum. So we could enjoy them and idolize them and then continue to live our life and plan our life around creating these type of idyllic moments to remember, or we could not enjoy them at all and miss out on God's, the blessings that children are. And so I think, again, we're not trying to just, you know, squeeze all of the joy, all of the memories, all for ourselves to just hold on to. But I think the better question here is just how can we enjoy our children unto God's glory? And what does that uh, distinct mm. path look like? So yeah, that's the linchpin right there. Before, before we get into that, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fredericks. We get this joy of talking about parenting on Thursdays, mm-hmm. marriage on Tuesdays. Sunny's with us. She's our youngest. She's five months old now. She, yeah. She's a little over five months and she will probably not be joining us quite as much soon <laughs> as she's very loud. She's getting louder and louder. <laughs> she's found her voice. That's good. She's watching us find our voices every week here. And so here, here she is. She wants to join the podcast. Hi. So thank you for joining us. I would be remiss if I didn't mention our latest patrons. So if you want to support this ministry, you can do that. Go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. It's one of the main reasons we're able to keep doing this week in and week out. We don't really do advertising uh, because we feel like that's not the ideal way to do it. Ideally, we do this the way that we saw Paul raise money for his missions by going directly to the people he was ministering to. So thank you to our newest patrons, Jonathan, Mm -hmm. Maria, and Tylee. Welcome to yes. the Fierce Force. I'm just We're trying out that. new names here. <laughs> fierce family fierce of patrons. Force, <laughs> fierce family. Yes, there you uh, go. By the way, if you join on Patreon, it's not just a one-way thing, all right? You get a lot of benefits from being a part of the you Patreon do. community. You do. Um, namely, books and rings and discounts and I, I forget. Free information there. before public on certain things. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So, which, by the way, uh, one of those pre-informations was the ability to register for our first ever Fierce Families Conference. That's right, folks. Fierce Families Conference. We're going to talk about marriage and parenting and the context that we have within the plan of God, but then the role we are to play as families in our society at large. There's some great speakers, including my lovely wife, myself. We have John and Becca Lovell of Warrior Poet Society fame. If you're not familiar with those folks, look them up. They are some of our greatest friends. We've known them for over two decades, but um, they're going to come speak. Also, some local pastors are speaking and some men. It's going to be great. There's a men's track and a Mm -hmm. ladies track. Uh, check out FierceFamilies.com for all the information. If you're in the Tacoma area, Tacoma, Washington, if you're in the area, 
this is your chance to sign up. I think we have room for about a hundred more families. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we've had some local families already signing up. Uh, so make sure you check that out. It's going to be a, a wonderful event. Um, didn't plan on doing that full promo here today. But here there we, we go. There so we go. So if you're a patron, you would have known about that three months ago. Oh. <laughs> um, and other things. So, so Selena, how can I sap all the value out of my children? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sunny will tell you, right? Sunny will tell you. Um, I just want to look up. So in the Bible, Psalm 127.3 is the famous verse that children are a gift from the Lord. Mm. Uh, they are a reward from him or children are a blessing, right? From God. Uh, talk, and then it goes on to talk about how they're, you know, quivers or arrows in your quiver, all that right. sort of thing. And yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> children are a blessing. We understand as believers that blessings yeah. take work. They require something of us. They require time, energy, resources. And that's good because a blessing is not just something that we just sit and take and right. keep to ourselves, right? We we can bless others. We are sanctified in the process. It requires something of us. It's good. God created blessing to be a good thing. Uh, although parenting can be hard, <laughs> it doesn't mean it's not good, right? Oftentimes we conflate how hard something is with whether it's good or not and, and how much we love and enjoy it, right? And that's just not the case. Hard things can be good. Sanctification is hard, but it's good. Uh, me personally, yeah, I get lost as a mom. I get lost in the schedules, the educational objectives, requirements, hearts, attitudes, uh, correction, mm-hmm. discipline. I can easily focus on what needs to be done while missing kind of the rich blessings uh, that God's given me in my children and through my children and not just go, not just getting lost again in the details, but no. seeing the bigger picture while I'm in the midst of the details can really, I think, help me enjoy my children every day and for majority of the day. Right. (laughs) She's just chatting away. She's never this loud. Two things going on here. I'm watching you power through with zero flinching (laughs) while our daughter's yelling. And then I'm also listening to our daughter yell. It's a happy yell though. So if it's happy, I can think clearly if it's not, I'm like, I hear or see, can't (laughs) do anything. (laughs) Must help baby. That's all that is in my head. So Selena, you said something in our pre rundown when we were talking about this. I asked you, okay, how do we, what's the approach? And you said, well, I think the key is to enjoy our children unto the glory of God. That's the key. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? What does that mean? Let's, let's walk through that. Well, yeah. I mean, again, there's, we talked a little bit about how there can be a spectrum of, they're not, my kids are not here for purely for my own enjoyment. Yes. We wanted, we wanted to have children. Yes. We wanted to create a family and God gave us that agency and ability. Um, but, you know, some questions that need to be asked is how do I enjoy them in a way that brings honor and glory to God and not just enjoyment to myself? Right. Because I think if it stops with us, we're not actually honoring the Lord. I think we're just being selfish. Right. And so yeah, and and idolizing our children. I think this can be said about everything in the Christian mm-hmm. life. Right. right. Uh, the the term that is gets used is common grace. You have common grace and, and kind of, well, I'll say a special grace. <laughs> right. You've, common grace is kind of like. The sun shines on Christian and pagan alike. Yeah. Right. I can put a seed in the ground and it will grow. That is the grace of God. A non-believer can put a seed in the ground and it will grow. That is the grace of God. Kids, I think, are are a common grace in that same sense where believer and non-believer alike can enjoy children, can enjoy parenting. But the greatest enjoyment is had when we roll that enjoyment up unto the glory. When we look at the wonderful thing. (laughs) 
And we see not just the wonderful thing in itself, but we see the goodness of God in that wonderful thing. Right. And we get to see the eternity of it as well, like the eternal worth of it, I think. Um, So not just the here and now, but ideally the there and then as well. So how can I enjoy my children for God's glory? How can I see them rightly? You know, how can, am I idolizing them or am I on the other spectrum, just like ignoring them and not enjoying them at all Mm -hmm. because I'm just so busy disciplining and doing all the things, right? Um, Have they become a commodity? I mean, this is a conversation we've had on Fierce Parenting quite a bit. Uh, How do we see children rightly as image bearers of our king, right? How can we see them? How we see them is how we will parent them, right? We need scripture to guide and instruct our own hearts on how to rightly see our children. Therefore, how we mm. rightly disciple and parent them and rightfully enjoy them. There's a right way, I think, to enjoy your children and a yeah. wrong way, right? Yeah. So that's kind of what we're getting for today. So a few scriptures, just one Colossians 3.17 is just setting the stage, but we're really going to hang our hats on First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So... Colossians, you want to read that first? Yeah, verse? Colossians three seventeen. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Right, which this kind of goes with our one of our tenets uh, that all parenting is is discipleship, and so whatever we do, parenting, being married, you know, being members of the church or members in our community, we do everything yeah. in the name of the Lord Jesus. So there are some distinctives. We are we are set apart. And one of those, okay, uh, sorry, read 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Yes, ma'am. Before I get ahead of myself. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yes. Amen, sister. Amen. So there is context, yes. There's a closing letter that Paul's writing to Thessalonians. Um, But I'm like, how can this not be applied to parenting in all of the Christian life, right? Part of God's will. Uh, for us is to give thanks in all circumstances, even when we have little children whose needs are endless, requests are intense and constant. We rejoice and we pray and we give thanks, right? When we have older teenagers who are emotional or feel distant from us, we rejoice, we pray, we give thanks. Like this is what we do. Isn't that um, telling to the, the, the context of that letter is that the Thessalonians were enduring yes. hardship. Yes. And one of the things Paul is writing to them is how grateful he is for their their testimony. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And so in, in the early years of parenting, you can feel like the days are incredibly long. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean it's apples and oranges, right? I don't mean, I don't mean to compare parenting to spiritual persecution in the first century. <laughs> yes. That's not what I'm trying to compare it to because parenting is wonderful. And we live in a time when we have more opportunity, more possibility, more conveniences in terms of our parenting. Um, there's also different kind of different minefields we have to navigate. So, but I, I just find it very telling that Paul still in the middle of that is mm-hmm. saying to them, rejoice always pray without ceasing right. and give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, and so that is the foundation mm-hmm. of enjoying your kids It's looking at them as in, in you said, well, how, what, how did you say it? How you see your kids determines how you parent your kids. Mm-hmm. So seeing them as the blessing that they are mm-hmm. with and the, responsibility. the image of God on yeah. them, yeah. that's on them, the responsibility that they are and that responsibility, which entails me as the father, you as the mother, mm-hmm. building them up, encouraging them, teaching them in the things of the Lord, nurture mm-hmm. and admonition, and then sending yeah. arrows get shot. Arrows don't stay in the quiver. They get shot and they hit, need to hit a target. And so that's a response. And, and so we parent them with that in mind. So we enjoy them with that in mind. 
uh, I was reviewing a manuscript by uh, an author that we're publishing here in the coming months. And she said this and I was just, it's the simplest sentence. And she said it and it took me by surprise in the best way. She says, babies don't keep. She's talking about how fast her kids are growing up. She says, Mm -hmm. babies don't keep. And that's so true. And you can, you can hear that truth and you can lament. (laughs) (laughs) And I lament it and I look at this little one. Or you can hear that truth and think, wow, my time is short. There's urgency. And, you know, that's God's good design. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not right to keep a baby a baby. A baby must grow and they must grow in all all ways. And that's true for every stage. And so if we don't have that context and we're not walking in faith in that sense and we don't believe God that that's good. On some level, we think it's bad that our kids are growing. I think we can fall into that as parents. Every every milestone is kind of a, a thorn in our side. Because, you know, you're, you, it's like, oh, great. Now, you know, yeah. they've hit this new leap and my life is passing me by. <laughs> That's how I feel. I And some of you know our story, but I had a brush with death early on. And so I feel like life is so <clears throat> short. And so I, I th- those are magnified for me. But with that context, I can say, yeah, this is God's good design. And I trust him that it's the right way. It's the mm-hmm. best way. It's not just a good way. It's the best way. Right. So th- right. That, that helps calibrate your enjoyment so that you actually get the deepest enjoyment, not just token enjoyment but deep abiding enjoyment. It's good. good. So again, looking at first Thessalonians five, 16 through 18, rejoice always pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You don't have to look out somewhere to find God's will. It is right there says to rejoice always. So how can we rejoice always? We will get into five tangible ways to uh, really kind of enjoy your kids in the moments that are your daily life. But first of all, I think, there's two things that we need to talk about. Um, rejoicing always, it's going to require us to probably slow down more often than not, because how can we rejoice always if we're moving at such a fast pace that we can't actually see what's it's like driving down the freeway. If we do, I actually see every kind of like detail of what's going on. Probably not. And so therefore I am probably missing quite a few opportunities to enjoy my children and to enjoy being with them. If I'm constantly overwhelmed, constantly feeling the pressure to be at this place, do this thing, go to this event, whatever. So again, I think one of the biggest things for us as parents is to evaluate schedules, Mm. slow down, be okay with some white space. Uh, Don't just, don't just get the calendar full to, you know, check the box of we did something with our kids, right? Uh, when I, I think if we're always looking out for that next thing or just trying to check that, that schedule box. We, f- I fear that we'll miss opportunities yeah. to rejoice and be grateful for our children. So the two things here are just rejoicing and being grateful. That's one of the reasons we say that every, all of parenting is discipleship because right. whether or not you choose to put little Johnny in soccer is not just a function of, does it fit in our schedule? And does Johnny want to do it? That's not the yeah. question. Those are factors, but the yeah. question is, is this the right discipleship decision given our family, given the other kids in the family, mm-hmm. given us as parents, given our, you know, everything. Yeah. Is this ultimately going to be a net positive for our child's right. growth? And I think that's what you're appealing to is saying like, not every busy thing, not every good thing is the best thing. Right. Not every busy thing is, should be allowed into the, into the schedule. Absolutely. And that will then allow us to enjoy more. Yep. So again, the key to enjoying our children it starts with gratefulness. It starts with gratefulness. It starts to rejoice and enjoy 
starts with gratefulness. It starts with slowing down because we got to be able to, to see the things and the moments that we can, we are grateful for. But more tangibly speaking, how can we rejoice and enjoy children in a way that gives glory to God? Um, it's simple, really. There's five, I call it the five senses analogy. So five senses, see, just think of all your senses. Well, let's start with the funny ones. Cause everybody's like, well, taste and smell taste, <laughs> prepare a meal with your child, your child or your children, eat it and enjoy it together. Right. Prepare a meal sit down, taste it. I, we have, I have friends that have like all boys and they love cooking in the kitchen. They just love being with you. They love to learn. They want to use their hands. The boys love, the boys love cooking. Yeah, Yeah. of course. I don't know. Most girls I think do enjoy cooking. I'm seeing it a lot. Any kid is going to enjoy being in the kitchen. Yes. Like mixing food together with their parents. You like being in there still with your mom. You'll still start stirring whatever. I help her out. Yeah. yeah, It's great. It's a good bonding time. It's a good moment. Right. And that's how you enjoy it. She clearly enjoys it. Right. There's moments of not just, yeah. oh, we got to get this meal together and on the table because we got to go. It's like, no, we get to be together and we're going to make this meal and I'm going to teach you some things and we're going to talk and have conversation. And it's mm. just don't miss those moments. So if you just embrace one meal a day mm-hmm. where that's a moment where you're going to connect, whether you're while you're making it, while you're eating it or both, you are head and shoulders above most busy parents, I yeah. think. So immense opportunity. And I mean, not only that, but that child grows up with these memories and that kind of that normalized in their, in their mind and in their heart that this is what families do, which we're big proponents of gathering around the table as much as you possibly can. Um, So that's taste and then smell. (laughs) Ryan was like, what are you going to say for smell? It's like, well, if your kids stink, wash them. No. (laughs) Sniff your child. Stop. Stop and smell the roses together. This was one of the things that was a pillar in our relationship beginning in our proposal story was uh, we went out to uh, Central Park. And one of the reasons why was that we wanted to always uh, have that habit and that kind of culture of just stopping and smelling the roses together. Take advantage of moments alone with your child, uh, especially if you have multiple children, recognize the one on one time and ask the Lord to help you see those moments and seize those moments. Right. So stop and smell the roses see and seize the moments that you can have with your child slowing down. Right. So the taste and the smell, those are out of the way. (laughs) I would say if you do have a baby, enjoy the smells because baby smells are awesome. They are minus the poopy smells. Baby's breath is a thing. It's awesome. Uh, all right, let's go. Why don't you go to see? Okay. So we've done taste and smell and see. Okay. How do you see your children? Rightly. You help me with this because if I'm ever struggling to, to be patient with one of our children, the best thing that I can remind myself to do is just to like look into her eyes. We have all daughters, of course. I look into her eyes and see the child for who she is. Right. You see the littleness, the littleness, of the, the sweetness, right? the whatever's, whatever storm is brewing behind their eyes. Cause usually there's some yeah. reason if they're, if they're frustrating you, it's, they're probably feeling some level of angst and frustration too, yeah. or, or fear or <laughs> uncertainty or they're tired or whatever and see them for who they are. And yeah. that, I think that doesn't, that never stops. I think right. that's a, a thing we can do to any human really. Yeah. But it's so easy for us to not do with our kids because like you said, all but before we were so busy just doing all the, the duties of parenting that we forget to see the soul right. of our child. Well said. And so see them, see their littleness, not as an annoyance, but it's a fleeting blessing and soak Mm. it up. And then it's, you soak it up, you enjoy it. And then let the, let the years look back on that moment. You know, uh, we did taste here. So I didn't write anything here, but I think we all know, listen to your children, Hmm. sit and listen. The younger years I think are the most fun because they say funny words. They they don't know, you know, they don't have grammar yet and they use wrong tenses uh, mm. and wrong 
pronouns or, you know, when they're trying to talk about themselves and timeframes, they don't, they have no clue. And so it's just really sweet uh, to listen to mm. them, but you kind of also have to hear what they're not saying. I think I as they get say, older with our oldest, that's, that's the name of the game with her. Um, she's pretty much wears her heart on her sleeve, <laughs> but there are times when I'm like, I, I want to know what's going on and she's not able to tell me because she doesn't have the words. She doesn't really know what she's feeling. And so I just ask her questions and just listen and try to hear what's not being said. Read between the lines. There's a subtext. Yeah. And and then ask more questions and try and peel back those layers. You're doing multiple things in that moment. You're helping your child um, grow in their own emotional maturity. You're also helping your child in whatever struggle they're in. Yeah. So you're giving them emotional maturity. You're growing in your own emotional maturity and your ability to parent. And you're also helping them tangibly in that moment. So Yes. Okay. So we've done see, hear, taste, taste, smell, and touch. So be affectionate with them. And that might be harder for one of you as a parent. I know... Um, you know, physical affection was not a huge thing in my family, but it's a big thing now. Uh, my girls like to snuggle. They like to be touched. They That is like one of our oldest's love languages. And so whenever we are in the car, I will hold her hand or something because I know that she needs that touch. I will sit back with her, you know, <laughs> and just give her a big squeeze during the day. She just needs these little like literal touch points, right? If you have little ones getting out of control at church or, or whatever, bring them in, pull them close nicely. Give them a hug. <laughs> hold their hands when you pray and hold their hands when you're praying together. Right. Mm-hmm. Just bring them in, guide their hands in doing small projects, wrestle them, hug them, give them, you know, we call them squeezies, which it's like massages. <laughs> and Emmy's always like, can you give me squeezies, mom, like on her arms or her legs or something, but just be quick to show them love and yeah. how much you value them through your touch. And I'll say to dads, uh, this, this, when I heard this, it hit me hard, but be a high energy dad, like be willing to play and do the wrestling and do the only and uniquely dads can do. And so, uh, that's a form of touch. I know my girls, they feel so loved and their bucket gets filled up quick. If I'm engaging in play, usually through some sort of rough housing, which means I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be out of breath. But you're going to get lots of laughs and giggles. (laughs) They'll tickle you. They'll tickle each other. You tickle them, whatever. And it is work. Um, And so, you know, maybe if, Try to find a way to, to make that a regular part of your day because um, the, they, they grow up so fast. They and, do. And then pretty soon they're not uh, interested in right. being thrown onto the bed um, <laughs> or on, you know, with, hit with pillows or whatever because, <laughs> you know, our kids love that sort of thing. Um, so, so there you yeah. go. So yeah. when, if you're thinking about how can I enjoy my kids more, um, ask the Lord to help you see the moments, but also think of your five senses. Is there an opportunity here for me to see my child better? Am I actually hearing what they're saying? Um, are they able to say what I need to hear? And are we hearing one another? Uh, can we prepare a meal together? Is there something that they like to make that we can eat and enjoy together? Um, or they can make and I can sit in the kitchen and chat with them. Touch, be affectionate with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Be quick to, to give them physical touch and smell. Slow down, stop and smell the roses. Find those moments of one-on-one, recognizing those opportunities uh, together. So okay. uh, just a few, five questions to ponder. Um, Am I parenting my children in a way that models my enjoyment of the blessings that God has given me? Hmm. So am I parenting in a way that shows them that I enjoy them and I'm grateful for them from God, not just unto myself, but from God. Hmm. Or the next one, am I leading and loving them in a way that shows them who and what I value? Question three to ask yourself, am I always rejoicing that I get to be their parent? Probably not, but I can ask the Holy spirit to help me to rejoice more 
in this role. Mm-hmm. Amen. Do I pray for my children consistently and without ceasing? Do they know that I'm praying for them? Do I pray with them and for mm. them consistently? That's good. And the last question is, am I continually giving thanks to God for his circumstances that I'm in with my children? Is he sanctifying me for his glory and my good? Well, the answer to that last one is yes. And the question is, do you see it and are you thankful for it? Right. And okay. all of those hinge, yeah. uh, at least the last three on First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So am I rejoicing that I get to be their parent? Am I praying for them consistently and praying with them? And am I giving thanks to God for the circumstances and the situations that I am in, in terms of the ages and stages of my children? And are we enjoying that and giving him glory in that? That's good. All right. As we always like to do, we like to end with a reminder of who Christ is, what it means to be a Christian. If you've never heard the gospel, if you don't know what it means when someone says, hey, the good news of the gospel is, Mm. well, here it is. You're a sinner, but Christ saves sinners by his grace Mm -hmm. through faith, through his life, death and resurrection from the cross. And so he's inviting his own. He's calling, Bible says he's calling his own unto him. And and it says that the sheep know the voice of their shepherd. Mm. Right. And so if you're hearing that call right now, our urge to you is to respond. If if you're wondering how you can respond and become a Christian and find out what that means, we recommend that you find a friend who's a Christian. If you if you have one, um, they're going to want to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Open your Bibles together. And if you can find a church that preaches out of the Bible, can't emphasize that enough. You need to be part of faith community. If you don't have either of those things readily available to you, we have a website. It's the news and that will give you some steps in the right direction. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the gift of our children. I thank you that we get to get the moments that we have with them. Help us to make the most of those moments without holding them, without white knuckling the moments, trying to somehow keep the passage of time from happening. Lord, but help us embrace each new milestone, each new challenge with gratefulness, with thankfulness, and with prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to remind you, if you haven't yet, check out fiercefamilies.com. Uh, Again, there's room for about 100 more families. We've already got, I think, 50 or so families signed up. It's going to be an intimate conference with, I think, Dynamite uh, speakers. I'm really excited for that. Also, if you want to partner with us, go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. With that said, this episode of Fierce Parenting is in the can. We'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. Stay fierce.